Ah, Ken. Yes. That's the, <laughs> that's the music that makes people finally believe in the quality of podcasts, which was the, minute, the winning statement from the World Bullshit Awards. <laughs> uh, we, should have, oh, we should have video. Yes. Ken's got mic trouble. It's... You think he's got mic trouble? <laughs> what about my prostate? What's the matter with your prostate? You'll see. Hang on. But one punjab. Ah, how's the election going, buddy? Well, it's today, man. So no, we'll it see. is too, actually. You're right. I know. I know. I should be out polling. Yes. But who can be fucked? Poll, polling, poll dancing. Don't hey, be fresh. Hey, by the way, Marty yes. and uh, Punjab. Yes. Happy third birthday for last week. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. You live in a show. Oh, no you look like a monkey. Stop throwing your poo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, three years. That's we, our national anthem. That's unbelievable, Marty. I love that national anthem. No, I'm talking about three years. Three years of what? Podcasting. Really? Where did that go? I, how's yours is standing up? How's how's mine? How's mine is standing up? Said Ken, <laughs> putting words together in the hope that something would make fence. Fence. You can't see what's happening, but I can. Let me describe. Ken's got a mic stand, which is on an like a a bunch of springs. Yeah. And it comes out in front of him, but as soon as he puts it down in front of his mouth, the mic runs away. So clearly, it's it's got more taste. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Now, just for the don't moment. touch it. For the moment. It'll keep your posture up and erect. Yeah, for the moment, that should work. Uh, any news, uh, Marty? Congratulations on uh, last Tuesday. Tuesday, last Tuesday. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You smashed the ratings. We did go well. Yeah. We did. Um, we we went number one with the Paul Hogan roast, which yeah. was very nice. Yeah. Very nice. To and I uh, believe the Channel 7 having talked to you about doing a Ken Murdoch roast. That's sort of right. <laughs> yes. yes. I, won't, we won't, I won't give away anything. No. No, I wouldn't either. I'm turning you up. Is that better? It's I'm fine, but don't need, it's you that sounds weird. You oh. you sound like a long way away. But you just said I sound like I have the better mic. So you know now you sound distant, you like you're in everything. another room. Maybe talking I'm talking to. in the wrong side of the mic. <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. It's your microphone system. No, no, I'm right. I'm right. That's the but dot. we're very excited. Also, uh, Pony, do you want to announce to Ken what your album uh, you're working on at the moment? Yes, Punjab does Motown. Oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Oh, that's new. Give him a little sample, Penny. Yes, please. Ain't no mountain wide enough. Ain't no river low enough. Ain't no valley high enough to keep me very confused. Good one. You like it? Yeah, I like it. I liked it too. Oh. I think he's on a winner. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I wish I could tell you what's going on here. I've got the same sort of thing, but on a lower scale. Yeah, can you put yours up? Well, mine f- keeps falling sideways. There we go. Honestly, the props in this concert have there gone go. downhill. You fixed it. I you fixed it. You got the it. right angle? Yeah, I've got a little knob here. No, I, yeah, we, that's to tighten it. I've got no, uh, it. PC issues. PC yes, issues? Yes, my bias is not booting off the right disc. And His bias. No, you sound. You really sound like you're a long way away from the microphone, and yet I can see that I'm you're not. just about to go down on it. Yeah, and in my headphones, I sound absolutely fantastic. Oh, well, that's is good. Is that better? Yeah, that is better. Well, I just turned you up, that's all. Turned me up. Turned me up. People um, don't care about this stuff. I was going to say, you know what they want to hear fascinating. about? Fascinating. They want to hear what? Uh, their names. 
do they? Yes. Okay. So hello to hello. Little Jane Murray. These are new listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. She's flooded at the moment. Oh, Little Bradley McLean. Uh, make mine McLean's. It does get in. No, that's Colgate. Sorry. Okay. Little, uh, well, uh, little Pat Bollard. Oh, bless. We've had. Pat. I backed into him. <laughs> that's right. We had Pat on before. Yes. Little Debbie Wooga. Now, do you know who that is? Wooga. Yeah. That's no. that's Mrs. Tony Katz. What are you talking about? Tony's uh, girlfriend, partner. Oh, Kara. our thoughts and press. <laughs> <laughs> and little Greg Isles. E Y L E S. I visited the Greg Isles. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. All right, so that's all the new listeners. That's good, isn't it? Only four? Five. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me. You know, well, it's not so much new listeners. It's it's people who go onto our Facebook page and give us a little wave. What? I have no idea what you did with your hand there, but that's it was very... Who waves like that? Please <laughs> never do a Moomba parade because you'll freak everybody out. <laughs> did you ever see that wonderful Lunig cartoon from a thousand years ago? about the Moomba parade and the Queen of Moomba sitting on top of the float. Yeah. But the float's moved on and she's smiling so much, but she's caught herself on the tram lines with her teeth. So she's dangling off the tram lines with her teeth as the float continues on. It is just sensational. Uh, you read the papers today. <clears throat> hmm. I don't read the papers, you know. No, and, and the papers are very appreciative of that. <laughs> yes. I've got many books. Uh, we got a new segment too, by the way. What one? Yeah, yeah, we we know that, buddy. Don't oh. sit at home. Get out. Vote, vote early and vote often. I, not if I'm going to vote uh, after this. Actually, who are you voting for? Do I? Should I say? Why not? Uh, anyone but Dan Andrews has that. Why is that? I don't like the boy. Why don't you like him? Oh, he's not. Look, he's shady guy. Shady. He's shifty. Mm. Shifty looking. Are you going to vote for him? Well, I've already voted as well. Um, considering. My wife is in charge of the campaign of her local oh, yeah. Labour candidate. I love him. I love his work. No, he's retired. Who? Uh, no, the guy that Martin, you... Yeah, Martin right. Foley's retired. So and she, yeah, Nina is our um, our new uh, candidate. Oh, Nina. Yeah, Nina. She's a nice lady and she's a lawyer and she's very clever and she's been in the Senate already, the upper house, yeah. for quite a long time. And she's moved down to the lower house to take over Martin Foley's role. Now, she'll do a good job. She's very passionate. She's very clever. Probably will get over the line in our electorate, but um, my my tip um, for today's results is I don't even know we'll get a result tonight, Ken. Ooh. I think it'll be close-ish. It may not be as close as everyone thinks because the pre-poll mm. has been leaning very heavily towards Liberal and away from Labor and stuff. Mm. But here's the deal. Yes. The COVID impact on everybody with businesses, out of work, all that sort of stuff, people are very passionate about voting. So yes. they've been dying to get out there and vote as soon as they possibly could if they were anti-Dan. Yes. So the pre-poll will be very anti-Dan because they're all ramped up. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. But the normal people who realise that... Normal people. Well, when I say normal people, I just mean people who are not that excited about politics. No, I know. But understand that trying to run a government during an unprecedented situation isn't actually that easy. No, of course not. And it's very easy to fire from the sidelines. Well, we gave him that. They're, they're all going to go, well, you know what? I probably couldn't have done a better job myself. And we have got 67, um, you know... 
uh, railway crossings that have been obliterated and are now bridges so I don't have to sit at friggin' boom gates. Mm. They promised that they would do 20 – no, they promised they would do 50 by 2023. They've done 67 by 2022. So they've, they've delivered on everything they've said they were going to do. Yeah. And, and that's – everyone's barking about debt, but if we hadn't have paid all these people all this money to help their business and all that sort of stuff, which have got, got to come from somewhere, the money. Of course. Um, they would have uh, been in a lot of trouble. So that's where the debts come from. But Look, you've got to remember that I base my vote on looks. Yeah, I, I think that too. So I don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. You just don't like the way he looks. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah. you know, people can't help the way they look. Well, I just say get someone handsomer and maybe you got some. Yeah. See, why don't you run for... Oh, I'm very ugly, man. No, you're beautiful. You could Come win. on, I lost two points on my license for the photo. Ugly, I tell you. When I was a kid, ugly. I used to get in the sandbox. The cat had covered me up. I was ugly. <laughs> we were good-looking boys when in our teenage days. I don't know what happened. You were pretty. You were good-looking. I was a punk. I've seen pictures. I have. I actually you was a bit of a, a punk, sort. weren't you? Weren't yeah, you punk? I was actually a mod. Oh, that's great. I love mods. Yeah, I was a Did mod. Did you have a suit? I had the suit. Of course I had the suit. Ooh, because I'd, suit I'd been basically. already... I'd been working in piano bars for, since I was 14, so I had money. Look at you. Uh, but I did have money. Yeah. My teacher, yeah. my, my sixth form teacher, they don't say that now. What do they say? Year 12. Mr. Oh, yes. Tom's beautiful man. I love him. He and I were called up in front of the um, prime minister of the school, headmaster, sorry. He said his IQ is off the charts, but his results are terrible. Of course, I wasn't studying. I was working five nights a week. Yeah. And I put it to you, Peter Toms, how can you explain the performance of your student and he said what do you want from me he earns more money than me <laughs> which is true i was actually earning more money than than my teacher <laughs> it's phenomenal and i had more qualifications than my music teacher i had my licentiate certificate by the time i got to year 11 which was like because i started so young i was doing all my amebs and all that sort of bullshit oh okay yep. so i was very very qualified so but i i wisely chose not to get in an argument with her because she was danish yes but not blonde. Ah, so already had the shits. Kind. Yeah, the wall. Vikings. <laughs> very, very dangerous. So I never got in an argument with her, but sometimes she'd say something to the class and I'd just go, <laughs> and she'd look over to me. She'd be talking about four-part harmony. And in my head, I'm working out like seven-part harmony. And, <laughs> and she'd be all like, just please, just can we just move on? Don't have consecutive fifths. So you could have always been a music teacher. No. I tried being a piano teacher, but every one of my students... Mm was a nut job. Uh, Haven't I told you the stories about my crazy never. students? I, in fact, I never knew you were a music teacher. I taught piano back in the, in the late house. 80s in my house, yes, yeah. at um, Raglan – no, not – what was it? Murray the, Street in Caulfield. No, before that, Harbour well before that, yeah, two houses before that. Yeah. First of all, my first student – I put an ad in the local paper. Oh, yeah. don't do that. No. Don't do that. Who reads the local paper for a start? <laughs> Cuckoos. So the first guy was a very – very quiet, emasculated gay guy yeah. who smoked 8,000 cigarettes a day, oh. Horizons. You know those things yeah. that are thin as toothpicks? Yeah. And he'd sit there and smoke, chain smoke in the house, which I didn't mind at the time because I was smoking myself, so yeah. I was okay with it. But his boyfriend was a 200,000 kilo chef who used to punch the shit out of him. Ooh. So he'd turn up with a black eye or a fat lip or oh. anything. 
do two minutes of piano and then moan to me about his boyfriend for 48 minutes. Of course. Another one was a kid, an eight-year-old girl, whose mother was so scared that I was going to molest this ugly child. Seriously, I only go for the pretty ones. She used to sit between us on the piano stool. Oh. And I'm not mucking around. She used to sit between us. I think she was getting the lessons, really. So I was down the bass end trying to explain to this child who was pretty much on the next piano um, (laughs) how to play, and the mother would sit in the middle and read a book. Seriously? I shit you not. So three people on a piano stool. And I kept saying to her, you can just sit there and keep an eye on me. Seriously, I've got a long-term partner. I'm not that into kids. So, you know, it's going to be fine. She said, we've had a bad experience, so I just want to make sure. So that lasted about all of five weeks before I explained to her that I maybe wasn't the person she wanted. Perhaps she could choose a female um, piano teacher. Then, of course, there was the songwriter. This girl, I can't remember her name, came to me to get songwriting lessons. We'd write a song together which was always, look, it was okay, but it was never going to, you know, it was never going to win the arias. She'd ring me at three o'clock in the morning, hyped up under anti-anxiety medication, telling me that she had copyrighted the song already and if I was thinking of stealing it, (laughs) you know. So she was terrified that I was going to steal on her. Every freaking student I had was a nut job. I had another guy who was a Turkish Muslim who was passionate about Allah and all that sort of stuff and he'd wear the fez and all that shit and he'd come to the house but only wanted to play scales, didn't want to learn songs because apparently songs were the work of the devil or something, so he wanted to learn technique, not songs. Every student was crazy. Did any students actually get any, you know, like uh, advance in lessons or no good? The only (laughs) one that stayed with me for a long time was the the punched-up chef, and eventually he broke his arm so he couldn't play piano. Good, perfect. I gave it up after about three months. I said, this is stupid. I don't need the money. I don't want to do this anymore. But I did it because I wanted to sort of see what it was like. Now I know what it's like. So kudos to you for being a teacher, Sydney Portier, out there. How's going? Is what my mum used to say. She used to go, oh, I said, oh, and I mean, oh, that's how I feel. Um, Well, I'm rounding, uh, I'm winding down. But, you know, there's a couple of them. So are they. (laughs) Yes. There's a couple of them actually not bad. Actually, oh, that's good. A couple are not bad, but most of them don't have pianos. So it's very hard to teach someone when they can't go home and practice. Complex. Yes. So basically it's like their first lesson every week. But Burke Bacharach used to write piano songs. He used to write songs because he, like I, has perfect pitch. Mm. He used to write songs on a printout of a piano. Like he had it printed yeah. and stuck it onto a piece of wood and just used to carry this, this um, two-foot-long piece of wood in his suitcase when he was travelling, and he just set it up in his room and he could hear it in his head as he played it on the piece of wood. That's how Bacharach wrote a lot of songs. Did he need the piece of wood? It just, apparently it was part of the process. Okay. That's an interesting bit of trivia for you. Hey? It's a bit of trivia. Yeah. He's a fine songwriter, one of my favourite songs. Oh, Promises, Promises. When I was a little boy, I made my mother go and find the sheet music to it. Very complex song. I couldn't play it. No, very complex song. I agree with you. And it's got no structure, really, but it's great. And it's from a musical, of course. It's different timing. Yes, very odd. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, he's he's a superb songwriter. But in concert, I don't think he's. uh, Because he tries to sing. He's got a bit of a rough voice. Yeah, no, he shouldn't be doing that. I saw him live at Festival Hall. Did you happen to go to that? No. Back in the 70s, I went to that concert. 
He had a big orchestra and everything. It was great to see. Like, it was great to hear the songs with the full band and everything. And he had a couple of local singers. Kerry Bedell sang at it. Ah, Kerry Bedell. Can sing, Kerry. Kerry Bedell. Yep, can sing. Wow. Um, there you go. It's a that's fantastic. Well, me- memorabilia. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Please make sure you have your parking validated on the way out. <laughs> yeah, and that's who we were talking about. Bert Backrack. <laughs> who are we talking about today, Well, Kenneth? we're supposed to be talking about Dire Straits. What? One punjab! Yes, we know about that. Yeah. Um, what do you keep it down? Dire Straits. I'm getting excited. Ooh. Now, you like Dire Straits a lot, don't I you? I do. Yeah, I really, really do. Like, Knopfler never had a lesson, which is one of my favourite Woody Allen lines, but he actually <laughs> never had a lesson. <laughs> I just remembered the Woody Allen, yeah. When, never had a lesson. Yeah, never had a lesson. And can you remember what, because that's from Broadway, Danny yeah, Rose. That's my favourite film. And he's, um, he's promoting this act that he's just got, <laughs> and they're doing an audition in front of the agent. And he says, never had a lesson. Yeah. Can you remember what, it, what the act was I, actually I'm playing? I'm thinking it's the glass. Yes, it was. had their finger going around the top of the glasses. <laughs> yeah. So good. Never had a lesson. I see you doing Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Um, yeah what, what's that about? He's never had a lesson. No, he never had a lesson. But back, um, um, Mark Knopfler, he, did, he never learned guitar. He taught himself. Yeah. I mean, in those days, I was, well... No, you did. You did have a little bit of lessons. I had. I had lessons. He had no lessons. Well, he did a very good. I job. had a lot of lessons. He's fantastic guitarist. I must. My admit. word, he is. You know, I never liked those straights at first, but now I appreciate what they're. I, I like the latest stuff better. I like the really loving the brothers in arms brothers, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, loving brothers. What's it called? That's yeah, some album. Yeah, brothers in arms. Very, very different <clears throat> to their earlier stuff. And very laid back. And one track goes nineteen minutes or something. You know, is that that one? No. What's the one with the the guitar on the cover? Love is gone. That? No, that, that, that's um, Brothers in Arms has oh. has the national guitar on on the front. Yes, yes, that's correct. That's a blue cover. You're, you're very good. But there's no um, there's no 19 minute track on it. Well, is it the next album? Or maybe I'm thinking Pink Floyd. Yeah, Pink Floyd had a lot of long songs. Seriously. Yeah. No, I'm sure that didn't the uh... Pink Floyd's fans bring knitting to their <laughs> concerts. Yes, yes. You got to kill some time. Yes. Yeah, I, Dire Straits. Um, played uh, Maya Music Bowl. Yes, they did. Yeah. Did you go there? They also played uh, the Olympic, you know, the Olympic pool yeah. thing. What was that called? The Entertainment Centre. Yes. Which is now the Collingwood Football Club place. Yes. They played there. Did you go to that? Did, uh, it, did you see him play? I have never seen Dire Straits live. I can't see them. When they played there. Melbourne in 84, I was over in Hobart playing rest point, so I couldn't get back. Yeah, I couldn't see him being a very exciting act live. But just to hear these guys live is, is so cool. Like their, their live album, Alchemy, the double album, mm. is amazing. Yeah, big hit too. Yeah. Big hit. Because uh, I just read, well, we've got a new segment, haven't we, coming up later? If you can find the sound effect, yeah. Um, no, I've got a great idea for it. What is it? I'll tell you later. Oh, I can't wait. Um, really, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> tell me. Well, you want me to tell you now? You mean, all right, well, the new segment is called... Book- Don't tell me. Well, all right, tell me. The new segment is called Book, Book, Take a Look. <laughs> Worst segment ever. <laughs> because I've been reading a lot of books. Oh. And you've read Jesus. books. Jesus. In my time. You know who we couldn't do this segment with? Tony Katz. No. Yes. No. Because he would not be able to read a book, that's for him. Um, but uh, what we're going to do, because we need a theme for it, so I'm going to give you hmm. 
Uh, I've just got a random piece of music that I put together. I don't know why I did it, just for a joke, probably. And uh, you're going to sing on top of it, and that will be our theme for Book Book Take a Look. So, you're right? Yep. I've got an idea already. Oh, hang on. Midnight Oil, read about it. No, no, I'm not giving. <laughs> it's very clever. But, but we no copyright, copyright problem. So, we have to use this one, all right? Okay. I'll, I'll just, if you want to have a listen to it first, you can, but here it comes now. What about Turn the Page? <laughs> no, copyright. Also yeah. good. He's dead. Oh, that's groovy, that's for sure. There must be music to it as well. Some people would say drumming is music. There you go. That's groovy. When you're ready, just put a book, 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 take a look, and that'll be our thing. Book, book, book. Oh, it's change, change. <laughs> that must be the chorus. We're hearing it outside. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's loud out there. Sorry. All right, now, whenever you're ready, you just start. Doesn't matter about. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Good. Okay. Now it's going to change. As soon as you stop talking, now. I'll start. It's time to read a book. Pick it up, you dumb schnook. It's time to read a book. Is that it? You didn't say the title. Book, book. Take a look. Do it again. Book, book, book. Take a look, you stupid schnook. It's time to read a book. Uh. Alright, that's it. Great. Beautiful. We got it. You like that? Yeah, that was good. Okay, we'll keep that. That's all we need. Here we go. So people are going to hear this. Yeah. They're going to hear the the creative process. How we create it. And see how much care goes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) How much time we put into it. Yeah. Don't give away our secrets. Now, you haven't commented on my wardrobe today. Uh, yes, I, I will. It's a cubics. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. You know what that is? A cubics? cubics? It's a cross between Rubik's and cube because I'm like the kids. I like to abbreviate. You like the kids. I want to waste time. Ken likes the kids, folks. <laughs> you heard it here. It's a Rubik's cube shirt. Yes, it is. It's, it's actually bit, a footy, um, but yes. If I was, and it's 3D. Can you see that it's it 3D? It is 3D, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd like it. I do love it. I love it, in fact. Love strong. <laughs> I like your pants. They're very nice. We, I think we've commented on them before. Yeah, your dogs like my pants, too. Yeah, they're they're both in comas now after a not burst of energy. They, have, yeah. they love it when Uncle Marty comes. I'm happy with dogs. You know I love dogs. I know. I know. They're very fond of uh, Michael Tortoni too, for some reason. They love him. He's got money. He used to, he used to wear shorts. They know where their bread's buttered. That's right. Yes. All right. So, Dire Straits. I think we said enough about him, have we? Yeah, it'll do. All right. Did we say anything about him? A lot. Well, it's sticking to this. Well, the, actually, the point is in the book, 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 take a look segment, which we we're in now, basically. We're um, in it now. Yeah, because I, I otherwise I have to bounce down the track and then put it back in, and so let's just say that was the theme. <laughs> And, uh, okay. and I read the book by the bass player of of Dire Straits. Oh, well, that's cognizant. Yeah, thank you. That fits in. It's Correctly. Serendipity is what I'd call it. Oh, wow, would you? My own word, I would. <clears throat> well, I'll go with that. Okay. Uh, is it serendipity, really? It's, it's, uh, serendipity is a, um, is a convenient coincidence. You know, I asked um, Tony Katz last week um, what he thought what he thought about the word serendipity. And he what thinks it's it... a character in the magic roundabout tree. <laughs> no, he said... 
All right, didn't say anything. <laughs> said nothing. His lips were sealed. Uh, here he is. No, he said this. I love watermelon. <laughs> I love watermelon. I love watermelon. That's what he said. It might have been the same key, but yes. never heard of it. I think you were going for it. No, but... no, I like I love watermelon. Okay. Because I thought... Um, what it shows you... chaos at the moment. <clears throat> it is a bit. But, the, you know, there's uh, great technical issues today. I gave you that. What? That monkey. I know. It's a monkey on my back. It sits there and it looks at me. I'm slowly moving yeah. over. You're, you're leaning up to get to your microphone, <laughs> and I'm falling over sideways. It's the worst studio in the world. Yes. Pony. Yes. Why don't you make, maintain the studio? It's the only job you have. I got things to do, man. No. I've been recording. You want to hear? I was actually just about to ask you about your. Is recording. that where you're alluding? I was alluding to that. Thank you, sir. Okay. Now. Yes. The, uh, what are we doing today? Which song are we doing? Well, I've got I've got the prostate problem. A little bit of the prostate problem. Yeah, okay. Which, oh, yes, I know which one. Oh, no. Yes, yes, good. There it is. So, All right, so you ready? Yeah. All right, let's hope that this works because we have been having trouble. As Mercy me. Let's, yes, you're going to sing or you're going to play it or you're going to do whatever you do to it. I have already recorded, man. Yes, you've recorded and it's I, coming up. I'm bringing you my demo tip. And I've got it right here and it should be getting ready to go any minute. That's all. It's okay to play. Why don't, why, just get a contract because every week he says it's okay. Here it comes. Don't you tell me how to run my business. <laughs> I'll fucking have you killed. Here it is. Oh. This is a song about a small prostate issue that people get, you know. It happens to every man. There's something wrong with my balls And some trouble peeing I should see someone Get it checked out By you Doctor You Doctor Well, my urine flow is a little slow, so I went in 
check Well, the doctor smiled and laid me on my side With my knees up to my chest Hand up the bum I've got a hand up my bum I told him to stop that I felt like a sock puppet I thought they'd just use their thumb But there's a hand up my bum up my bum, like my uncle. Hand up my bum. We've got a very strange uncle. Hand up my bum. Well, the waiting room drew a heavy sigh as they heard my little moan. Well, these hand up my bottom, like my uncle used to do. I could have had this done at home. Uncle, are you free? I've got a hand up my ass. There's a hand up my ass. He wasn't using a glove, so this must be love. Now he's pouring us both a glass. What the? He's got a hand up my ass. Hand up my. You're lighting a cigarette, seriously? Not for me. There's a hand up my coit He's got his hand up my coit This better be costing not To have a hand up my coit Well he felt around and he let out a sound Which sounded like Eureka! Now he was able to climb further up my behind Cause my anus was getting weaker He pulled out my uncle's watch. <laughs> We'd searched for that for years. <laughs> but he found it with his hand up my ring. He found it right up my ring. He discovered my uncle's bling with a hand up my ring. Hey, uncle, you might want to give a bit of a rinse. I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, give us a good one. You like that? Good on your punny. P- I like it. Punny. Good job, punny. Good on your punny. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're a bloody beauty, buddy. I, I do my own <clears throat> prostate check now. Yes. That's what happens when you buy toilet paper at the Vic Market. <laughs> good. So, um, <laughs> That's funny, punny. Thank you. Uh, I did. I've lost my train of thought a bit. I, I had something oh, to say. Your train of thought's <laughs> twenty minutes late, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you, just left the station. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, how, how are you feeling? Ready to go to the next segment? Yeah, sure. Oh, Let me find it. And now it's time for Maury's joke of the week. A very upset vicar rang the coppers. You see, he said uh, someone's stolen me bike, and the copper said, "Well." You can bet it's one of your parishioners, and I'll tell you what to do. Next Sunday, during your sermon, do a special on the Ten Commandments, and when you get to the Seventh Commandment, thou shalt not steal, have a look at your congregation, and the one who stole your bike, he'll be looking very, very guilty. All right, said the vicar, that's a good guy. So about a week later, the copper saw the vicar riding down the street on his bike, and he said, hey, Father, I see you got your bike back. Did you follow me advice? He said, I certainly did, the vicar said. 
I gave a sermon on the Ten Commandments. When I got to the Fourth Commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. I remember I'd left me bloody bike. <laughs> Hey. What's this? No, that's the wrong one. What's this? <laughs> Could go forever. Uh, here we go. Can okay. Oh, buddy. Yes. Uh, here's four facts. Pick one that's wrong. You ready? Me? I'm not mucking around today. I'm okay, going brother. straight into it. Let's ready? go for it. Chocolate is one of the ingredients of dynamite. Fact two, the average chocolate bar has eight insect legs in it. Fact three, in York, it is perfectly legal to shoot a Scotsman with a bow and arrow, except on Sundays. Uh, and fact four... Am I picking the wrong one or the right wrong one? Wrong one? Wrong one? Mm. Do you want to hear him again or you're right? No, I'm good. Stewardess is the longest word typed with only the left hand. Jeez, that's just cool. And would you, well, you could type anything with your left hand. It's the longest word you can type with only the left hand. But what I'm saying is, let's say you had your arm mm. taken off mm. due to an unfortunate barracuda accident. Yes. You could type anything with your left hand. Okay. That makes sense. So I'll give you another one. <laughs> Mexico City sinks about 10 inches a year. Sinks. Sinks. You know, submerges. Sinks. In what? In the water around it. There's no water around it. It's landlocked. I'll give you another one. (laughs) (laughs) Am I picking the wrong one, am I? Yes. Okay. It's impossible to sneeze with your eyes open. That's true. Okay. I know that's true because I've done an illusionist about it. Yeah, go on. Yeah. And I reckon the insect one is wrong. The insect leg one. You failed because the the main ingredient, sorry, one of the ingredients in dynamite is actually peanut butter, not chocolate. You see, I went the other way. To trick you. Oh, well, aren't you a cunning little flop-flop? <laughs> uh, where are we? What do we do now? What do we, oh, yeah, yours, yours, yours. Yours, Ready? yours, yours, Ready? yours, yours. Stop that, yes. He is body. It's, it's Betty. It's, it's Gussie. He's it's available. And he's Betty. Oh, that pain. Yes. What? First up, and historians have revealed one of the last... Sorry, one of the last. All right, then. I just came from Kentucky. First up, and historians have revealed one of the last things Jesus said while he was on the crucifix was, "What is it about carrying a parcel or being crucified that makes your nose itchy?" <laughs> Whoops! Calling someone on your mobile while you're on a first date has been named the top phone faux pas. You rang me and asked me out. Now I can't believe you're calling someone on our first date. What do you think I was doing when I rang you? (laughs) In another battle, Coca-Cola and Pepsi are at war over the shape of their bottles, Ken. Coke say Pepsi are trying to trick people into thinking Pepsi is actually Coke by using Coke's trademark curved bottle shape. It was a clever plan by Pepsi, but failed when they decided to print the word Pepsi in large letters on the bottle. Personally, I can't tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. The bottles both taste the same to me. (laughs) More bad news for drinkers. The scientists who've claimed red wine prevented heart disease have been proven wrong. When combined with their other claims that red wine prevented lockjaw, dandruff and termites, it became obvious the scientists were just pissed. (laughs) And mobile speed cameras will now be used at night, much to the fury of Victorian motorists 
who'd had no idea they weren't already being used at night and feel they've missed a great opportunity to save some money. And finally, ACMA has told Telstra, Optus and Vodafone to improve their customer service. Among other things, they've been given five months to improve their call centre waiting times. Telstra say five months is no problem as their call centre waiting times at the moment are only six weeks. Back to the shoe! <laughs> Come on, man. Be kind. These things aren't easy, you know. No. All right. I couldn't find the break music. Close enough. All right, I'll get you to start off. I've got clerical work to do here. There's a duck here. There he is. Okay. Uh, Streaming, yeah. Go for it, honey. Uh, Now, listen. Yeah. I was going to do something else, but because you said Pepsi, I watched a very interesting uh, documentary last night. What was it about? It was called Pepsi, Where's My Harrier Jet? Did you Uh, say Harrier Jet? Is that what I meant? I don't know. The Harrier Jet's the jump jet that doesn't need a a plane, doesn't need a runway. It goes straight up in the air. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Because what Pepsi did... What did they did? They uh, they had a campaign where, for example, if you had 30 uh, uh, caps, you got, um, say, a hat or something, a Pepsi hat. A hat? Yeah. If you had 200, you got a jacket. If you got 1,000, you got did a the, leather jacket. Did the leather jacket say Pepsi on it? I think so. You don't want that. Well, it's nice. It was a nice jacket. I'll give them that. Anyhow... Um, and so on the ad, the yeah. TV ad, for a joke, it said 7 million points. And you get a Harrier jump jet flight. Yeah, that's right. And that the ad is the boy coming into school in a Harrier jet and all the kids are shocked. Of course they would be. Yeah. So this guy... I remember coming into school in a green jerkin and all the kids were shocked. <laughs> that's right. My mum had knitted it. Have some respect, I said. She's a comedian. She's not a knitter. It had three sleeves. She's not a knitter. Three yeah, sleeves like and jerkins that. aren't supposed to have any. I like, she's not a knitter. She's not a knitter. Um, so <clears throat> knit this, one, pearl two. This guy, yes, really good at maths. Maths, you yes. say? Maths, and he uh, he does the maths. Ma- maths. He does the maths. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he says, "Don't fight against your 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 um speech impediment. You can't. It's been too long. I know. I know. Just live with it. Be yes. comfortable. Wake up in the morning, smile, and say, yes. I'm here, and I have a large cock.' What a beautiful morning. Yes. Um. So what happens is he decides, well, I'll go and buy all the Pepsi's to get seven million points. It was the Willy Wonka um strategy. <laughs> it's very much like that. By the but- way, Charlie says to Willy Wonka. <laughs> After Out of all those four other kids, I can't believe you're giving me the chocolate factory. He said, yes, I am. And these four lawsuits. <laughs> so what happened was... What? what? He tried to buy the Pepsi. Buy the Pepsi? Well, the, 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 the huge amount of Pepsi that he it's needs. a lot of Pepsi. He needs a lot of Pepsi. He worked it out. Uh, in the end, they figure out... Did number... he figure out he needed seven million bottles to yeah, get seven million that's caps? that's right. It was ridiculous. Um, it, he ended up... Number one, he didn't have the storage for it. Number two, he couldn't have drank it all. Number three, he didn't have the cash. So he said, obviously, they've They're done dearer. this. The bottles are dearer than the cans. Yeah. So they, they the theory was, we'll never. Pepsi have figured this out, that people will never be able to do it. You can't afford it. What about if you pooled it, though? Like if you worked at the football or something, mm-hmm. and you had to open the bottles and hand them to people. And kept the caps. And kept the caps in, in the cap bin. Yeah. And then went around to all the places, all the venues around the football and got all the caps. Mm-hmm. Or what about if you went to the bottling factory 
mm-hmm. and just got all the caps from the cap department. Yeah, offer the guy $50,000. I will take you with me on a Harrier jump jet. Yeah. Punjab, if you let me... To- I'm in! I'm in! <laughs> That's not I, what happened in here. I love a caper! <laughs> no. Not, no you he love, loves a caper. He loves capers. Capers are great. Yeah. Ever had one on smoked salmon? That's something. Oh, yeah. That's that's, uh, that's where they belong, isn't it? It's a caper, second home. Nowhere else. No. no what's your caper Nowhere on? else would yes. you use a caper. No. Except on smoked salmon, cream cheese, on crusty bread. Yeah. That's something. What about... Um, and on, lemon juice. On a bagel. Yeah, same thing, though. I like a bagel. Yeah, bagels are good. But the problem with bagels is they're a bit sort of soft and shit house because they're boiled. Yeah. They boil them, the juice. Is that what that happens, is it? Yeah. You know, Bo- bagels are boiled. Them that. Who? The juice. Are you allowed to say that anymore? You're not allowed to call the juice uh, the juice. To, you're not allowed to say anything. What do you mean? Just don't say anything. That's all I'm saying. But hang on a minute. Yeah, what are you going to call the Jews apart from the Jews? The Jewish people. What's the difference? The jumping Jews of Jerusalem. Oh, I love them. What about the whirling dervishes? I don't think they got it. You ever see the whirling dervishes? No. Man. Were they good? Well, they're dance. They just go round and round and round in circles. <laughs> I did. It. I was with them once on a Today Show. They were on before me. That's a hard act to follow. <laughs> but they are, yes, much like the um, what were the, uh, the the pole dancers in um, Black Adder? Black Adder? Uh, what were they? You're doing something. They with do the. the, the oh, I don't. Anyhow, let's move back. To where Let yes. me tell you about it. Okay. So what he does, he figures, he's reading the um, the pamphlet that they put in supermarkets about how to win the prizes, right? Mm. And it says, if you want, you could pay the remainder of the money. So if you've got 100, 100 caps and you wanted the jacket, which was worth $400, mm. you could pay the extra 300 or $200 and get the jacket. I understand. You get it? Yes. So Similar to the Qantas plan of yeah, points from pay. Maybe. So he, Yes. So he sits down, yes. figures it out. It comes to $700,000 in points for a Harrier jet. Yes. So Where are you going? None of your business. This is very interesting. I'm listening to you. Well, you can't hear me if you're going. Story. I can hear you. You're leaving. I can hear you. All right. So what he does is he gets his rich uncle. What? <laughs> Actually, he's not his uncle. It's his friend. It's his father's friend. He's an older man, and he's quite successful. Can you hear me? There you go. All right. He's quite successful, I said. His friend. Who? His father's friend is quite successful. In what? He, he, um, he sells cars. He's got a lot of money, I say. That's what I say. You, you coming back? Yeah, no, I hear you. All right. So the father's friend... Yeah, he's a bit of a hippie. Hippie, great guy. He's a great guy. Out of the, out of the, all the people you really like him. And so, yes, on the button. So the guy puts seven hundred dollars up. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Seven hundred thousand dollars. And they send it to Pepsi. Yes. And say, could we please have a Harriet, Harriet jet delivered to this address? Do you don't actually get the jet? No, you get the jet. This because on the ad it says seven million points, one Harrier jet. Not a flight. No, Actually, not a flight. The jet. So they just assume you can fly it. That's not their business. <laughs> Pepsi are not in the Harrier, gonna, <laughs> Harrier flying jet. According to the the ad, 
They're going to give you the Harrier jet. Whatever you want to do, that's your business. Pepsi, on the other hand, have forgotten to put on the ad Mm. a disclaimer. Ah, yeah. Conditions apply. Yeah, they forgot. Mm. So they send a letter back to the kid saying, ha, 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 you got the joke. Here's a coupon for two cartons of Pepsi. Mm. Now the kid, not happy. He wants a Harrier jet. What happened to the 700? They sent they send the money back. Oh, well, that's good of them. That was good of them. But they, the the uh, the kid and his older friend, who let's call him his uncle, his, his uncle, they get a lawyer, go to Pepsi and say, no, 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 no. They show him the ad. They said, there's no disclaimer. You say seven million points, we get a jet. We want the jet. So Pepsi's lawyers go, you know. They do that. Yeah. And they that's off- that's they do a whole semester of mumbling. Yeah, at law school. <laughs> yeah, they give the guy an offer. He, One, can he refuse it? He does. One point two million dollars. He should have taken it. Should have taken it. Um, but he goes, no, I want the jet because the jet is worth thirty three million dollars. I was going to say seven hundred yeah. seems a little shy. What seven hundred? What seven hundred thousand? Well, no, that's to make up the points. I understand, yeah. but seven hundred thousand cash does seem a little shy. Sure, they're not going to give you a jet. That's true. That's true. But he he really wants a jet. He he's adamant about taking on Pepsi. Adamant, adamant, adamant. No, I love adamant. <laughs> sounds it sounds delicious and pepperminty. Yes, it goes well with very well yes. with Pepsi. Yes. Uh, so anyhow, I, I, should I tell the ending? Because I was waiting. <laughs> You've got me on the hook well, now. I was waiting to find out myself what, yeah. what happened. Um, he keeps, Pepsi have got a lot of money. So their lawyers keep bombarding him and saying, shut up, you're going to get nothing. You're going to get nothing. He hires the lawyer who did Stormy Daniels' case against I Trump. I love that song. Against Trump. Oh, yes. The yeah. chick with the tits. Yes. Yeah. And he won for her. But mm. the guy is so nasty as a lawyer, they don't like him. So they, they get rid of him said, no, we're going to do this on our own. Of course, they don't have the lawyer power. They don't have the money. They end up with nothing. Uh, yeah, it's a pity. They should have taken the million. No, you can't fight City Hall. No, but you could have taken a million off them. Yeah, that wouldn't it hurt. It was a bad deal. It wasn't bad. For deal. nothing, really. So that's called? Uh, Pepsi Wears My Harry Jet on Netflix. Where'd they get that title? It's really... It threw me because I didn't know what it was about. No. That's a head scratcher, that one. Yeah. How so are we going to ever remember that be a bit time? more clear about what the documentary is? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me yours. What's yours? Oh, I have many, as a matter of fact. I've, I've had I've had some downtime, so I have oh. been able to watch some amazing oh, shows. Good. The first of which um, I'm going to tell you is called The Inside Man. Oh, it was going to be my one next week. Too how, bad. How good is it? Unbelievable. Oh, tell him about it. All right. There's a guy on death row. Okay. And he's uh Oh yeah, yeah. He's an American Stanley Tucci. Yes, and you you're gonna you you were curious that I that my first no, because statement. I, yeah, because I was thinking more about how it started, but go on, yes, go, go, go. Yeah, That's great. The, the, you good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. There's a guy on death row <laughs> yep. who uh has been on death row for a long time for killing his wife and won't tell anybody why he killed his wife. Yep. And his uh, his friend, well, his friend is the wrong term. His associate in prison is a mass murderer who killed lots and lots of women, but is quite charming. He's a very fat, 
black guy, yes. but he has a photographic memory. Yes. So he brings him with him everywhere and he is his writing pad. Yeah. He doesn't need to write anything down because the guy remembers everything. So it's a very interesting scene when you first see them together. You don't understand why they're together. Anyway, the way that it works is the prison governor actually allows people in to talk to this guy because he's a criminal psychologist outside of jail and can solve people's legal issues about where someone's missing or how someone got murdered or whatever. And usually he finds out the person talking to them is actually the person who did the deed, but he works it out very, very cleverly. I was a little thrown by the fact that it happens on two continents and I couldn't quite work out how the two – it happens in America and in England at the same time. It just got me very confused as to why the guy was in English prison, but he wasn't. It made me think he was in English prison, but he wasn't. He's in American prison and English people fly over to see him. So most of the storyline of the actual mystery happens in England, but the person sort of tying it all in goes to America to talk to this guy because somebody goes missing and they're finished up in the basement of this pastor's house who's trying to cover up a pedi- Are you not going to, yeah. Yeah, a pedophile. I won't tell you what, what happens, but basically. No, I think you can tell up until in the cellar. I think you can tell that because that's, that's. Well, he locks he locks this woman in the cellar because she thinks, she, she finds this stuff on a stick that yeah. the pedophile has given to the, the vicar. USB. Yes, it's on a USB Not a stick. No, thank you. you know, it didn't fall out of a tree and he went, oh, there's <laughs> naked children on this piece of wood. Yes. No, I think people kind of worked out that I was talking oh, about a computer. But thank you for illuminating us. <laughs> illuminating us. You know, you got, so you got me talking you about go. you. Anyway, it's a, quite a complex situation because she believes that it's not his, it's his son's. It's not his son's. But he, do, he because of his oath to the Bible Jesus, he can't give up. That this this is a guy from his, you know, his community. Yeah. So he thinks she's going to give up his son as being the pedophile. So he locks her in the in the cell and in the um, basement of their house. Her friend is trying to find her. So the friend goes to the guy in jail to try and find out where she'd gone to. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very complex storyline, but certainly one worth your watching. It's amazing what happens through, and it's not very long. It's only about four, five or six episodes it's long. Six, yeah. It's it's a yeah. tremendous thing. Anyway, it's called The Inside Man. I believe it's on Apple, uh, I think, I or Disney. Binge, I think. Binge. It's on Apple or Disney. Or oh, no, it might be Disney, actually. Yeah. It's, it's on one of them. It's a freaking ripper. So I really it's recommend it. It's not, a, it's not a huge commitment to a series. No. And uh, no, it's certainly Twists worth you watching. Yeah, no, everywhere. wonderful. And Stanley Tucci's had a very long career and lot, yes. been in a thousand things, but you wouldn't recognise him from the name. But as soon as you see his face, yes. you go, oh, yeah, I know that. He's the guy out of Pretty yeah. Woman. He's exactly. Guy He's the guy out of this. He's out of... Uh, He's what we call in the business a 52-weeker. He's not a star, but he never stops working. Correct, yeah. He... Um he is also in uh, the Devil War Prada. He's you you know him. He's bald. You'll know him straight away. Oh, that guy. <clears throat> yeah, Tony and Cap. also yeah, it stars David Tennant, who is Doctor Who. I I don't He's watch Doctor Who. Yeah, he was uh, I was scared of the Daleks when I was a little boy, so I've never watched Doctor Who. Really? But apparently now Doctor Who is a quadriplegic Chinese black woman. <laughs> That's correct. It has got a bit crazy, Doctor Who. I don't really get what's going on with Doctor Who. Once, once he became a woman... What are you doing, brother? 
<laughs> quadriplegic Chinese black yeah. woman. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, yeah, it's very <laughs> politically correct that, that the show Daleks now yeah. they're just pieces of paper. Yeah, that's right. Because Dalek uh, Daleks are, are mm. complaining. Yeah, uh, you know the. Uh, oh, you don't want Dalek on your breath. No, <laughs> that's right. Nothing like it. It's Dalek bread. So. <laughs> I still think, I still think the greatest line we ever did was, might have been in our last episode, I think it was last week. Yes. And that is the amicable horror. (laughs) That is still, it still makes me laugh. I'm going to kill you, but would you like some scones? (laughs) Just beforehand. All right. uh, Now, I can't wait for this next segment. I can't wait. I'm going to. You excited? I can't wait. Finish your smoothie. It's gonna be groovy. Because Ken and Marty are talking, talking about, about films. films. All right. Yes. Now, yes, my I brother. told you this. I spoke to you on yes. the phone about this. I'm obsessed with Jack Tati. Tati? Tati? Jacques Tati? Tati? Jacques Scruffy and Jacques absolutely falling to pieces. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Jack Tati. Uh, Jacques Tati. Yeah, a lot of, well, not a lot of, you wouldn't say a lot of people would know who he was. Only, only intellects, really, I feel. Intellects? Yes. Intellects? Not many people, yes, not many people know yes. Mr. Mr. Hulu takes a holiday. Pardon me? Mr. Hulu takes a holiday. Hulu? Yeah. Hulu? Yeah, H-U-L-O-T, French. Hulu, who's Hulu? <laughs> yes. Well. I'll tell you who Hulu is. Yes. Give me my sock back. <laughs> so. I didn't take it. You always take it. I don't hear you. Ugh. Sorry. Now, Jack, Jack. There's a lot going on over yes, here. Yes, I can see that. Always a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have to look away. And sometimes you look towards them and yeah. it embarrasses them. Yeah, it, it burns retina. You, in my retina. you know what? Some mm. things can't be unseen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, which uh, my darling wife said something about. She is uh, a lovely one. You're very lucky with Vicky. She's a sweetheart. My girl, Jenny, is also very lovely. Oh, she's gorgeous too. Yes, we've got, we're we've, very lucky. Actually, we're batting above our average. I reckon we the are, two of that's us. True. Well, luckily they met us when we had some reasonable looks. Not me. But you were absolutely gorgeous. You must stop saying that. I, I had a crush on you in the Julie Piano Bar days. Did you? Yes. Came to your house at the cow with the cow at the front. Said this guy could be my best friend. And you manipulated the situation. Yes. So it worked it my came way to into there. Like a weevil. Found out a few secrets about you in hotel rooms and threatened to about the wine expose bottle? you. <laughs> threatened to expose you to the world. I told you everything. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, unless you at least pretended to be my best friend. And uh, that developed into a great friendship. Yeah. Yeah. But what happened? Although, if you listen to this podcast, we went to school together. It's gone to pot now. No, <laughs> I didn't go to school. I was allergic to that tree. That's true. That's true. Yes. Did you? That's, really how, I, that's how we met. I fell on you. you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you really climb the tree? Yeah, every day. It's so cool. It is cool. Me and uh, Mark, Mark Lance, and Walter Bella. Oh, you had a whole Bella bunch Lacqua. of you up there. Three of us. Three of us. Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua. Drink water. I remember him. Walter Drinkwater, I used to call him, because that's what it means in Italian. Well, I knew a guy called Mark Drinkwater. Did you? Yes. Was he related to Bevelacqua? Could oh, be. by the way, I got my uh, ancestry thing back. Oh, what did they say? Unbelievable, mate. You're not going to believe this. What have I always told you I am? A monkey. <laughs> Apart from that. Yes. What what uh, nationality do I derive from? You? Yeah. Scottish? Yes, that's correct. And? Uh, I, and? Irish. 
And Irish, yes. Yeah. Okay, we're not breaking any new ground here. No, but... But it turns out that you're Chinese. You're from Mongolia. <laughs> I didn't see that. No, I'm uh, 53% Irish. Which which part? Uh, top. Mm. And the, there you go. That's what about joke. that line that from, the, from the roast? Was that your joke? Yeah. That was fantastic. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, that was a really good joke. What we're saying is... Um, tell the joke. Um, Annie Lee was uh, was um, 50% Chinese. From what I can see, it's the top half. <laughs> it's very good. Really good. Thank you. Who I, said that? Uh, I wrote it, but I think Ernie, Ernie said it. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way... Um, and did you see that you, you were going to review the um, the roast that I wrote? I will review it. Shall I? We can re- review it next next week. I'll do it next week because I really want to talk about this movie. Yeah, go on. What movie? Uh, it's called Playtime. Is it? Yeah. Jack Jack Tati. Jacques Tati. Yeah. Now he, it wasn't he, called that a minute ago. It was called something else. No, I was talking about his name. No, you said. Oh, Hula. Mr. Hulu takes a holiday. Hula Hoop. Well, that's the one that everyone knows. That's the big famous movie. One. Um, um, I've heard of Playtime. I've never heard of Mr. Hula Hoop. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, it's won Oscars and everything. He, he, Oscars, you say? He made a lot of money on it. Did mm. very well. Huge hit all over the world. Mm. That's Mr. Hulu. Takes a holiday. So what happens is this character that he created is uh, basically he's very tall, about six, six and a half foot. That's tall. Uh, six and a half has, foot. Has a, has a pipe. That's so modern. Has a pipe, pipe you say? And a little, has a, a little, pipe to relieve his... Um, <laughs> no, 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 smoky pipe. A oh. little hat. Stovepipe hat? Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, like a Frank Sinatra hat. What Can I tell called? you the greatest delusionist topic that I'm actually not doing this week on 3AW, but... Well, that was last night. But I have found it. Keep up. The 10-gallon hat. You know, the, con- yeah, yeah, the concept yeah, yeah. of my show is that things you think are real are not real. Yes. The 10-gallon hat can hold 10 gallons. Yes. It can't even hold one gallon. Right. But isn't that great? It's just like everybody just says Why that freaking say name. Why? Because the word got confused. It was a French word that, that meant fancy or oh, good-looking. Oh, I see. And it's gallon. Oh, and everyone just thought it said 10-gallon. 10 10 gallon, yeah. That's great. So was it similar to that? Right. So Jack Tati, carry on, right, right. Mr. Now, Linguist. Now, now playtime has been voted. I used to have tins of that shit. What? No, that's Play-Doh. Whoop! Sorry, <laughs> yes. my mistake. Or well, and also you probably played with your Play-Doh at playtime. Did you ever is... eat Play-Doh? Yeah, me too. Tastes alright. It was alright. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. I and used to nice buy it from texture? the shop and buy an extra can to eat in the car on the way home. <laughs> Did you? Last week. When I was up in my tree, sometimes for lunch. Mm. All right, now playtime. Yeah. What kind of tree was it? Ah, uh, that I can't tell you. All I right, it's just classified, I, is I'm it? I'm no treeologist. I don't know what it was. Treeologist. <laughs> my friend's a tree surgeon. He had to stop. He kept falling out of his patient. <laughs> I couldn't be it. I get sick of the side of sap. Come on. All right. There we so are. now playtime, yes, 1967 sir. movie. We're funny. Now, you've got to understand Jack Tutty's Jacques. direction. Yes, it's towards uh, east. Number no, number one, very um, very modest director. He, he doesn't feature himself in his own movies. Unlike Hitchcock. Yeah. Well, no, no. Jack Tate is actually the comedic star of the movies. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Unlike so, unlike Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah. But what did you say? I think I think I said Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> I just said hip hop. Hopscotch, Alfred Hopscotch. <laughs> Like my comedian yes. friend, Michael McIntosh. Yeah, yeah, completely wrong. Yes. So, um, yeah. so his direction is, uh, it's kind of like little segments of, of uh, 
I'm things watching your hands. They're very active. <laughs> yes. Things that happen. So this one was uh, the holiday. So he goes on a holiday at a summer resort. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a little section on kids, a little section on him, a little section on girls, a little section on women. And, uh, you know, it all ties in. And it's, it's So there's sort of little sketches. Yeah. But it's... Uh, you know what they call them? Vignettes. Vignettes is exactly the right word. Avocado yes. vignette. Yes. No, no. Uh, because no. uh, Tony... Remember the old days you can Tony... get avocado vinaigrette? You <laughs> yes. know what that was? No. Cut an avocado in half. Yes. Pour French dressing in the guts of it. Yeah. Serve. Ah, beautiful. Well, Tony Katz used to think that vignette was where you buy a, a bottle of wine. I love watermelon. Oh, stop it. So anyhow... Do you know sushi was a restaurant... Uh, sushi was invented by two Jewish guys who started a restaurant in New York? Seafood but, restaurant? I think you told me this. Yes, it's true. Yes. And they said, all right, cook the fish. On what? Didn't you order the stove? I thought you ordered the stove. I got no stove. Serve it anyway. They'll love it. Yes, that's right. So, um, so he, he's very famous. Who? Uh, Jacques Tati. Yeah, I know. You just uh, told me that. Yeah, and he's very respected as a director. Is this the movie or him? No, I'm telling you about what happens next. So he makes Mr. Julio takes a holiday. Big hit. Playtime. And then he makes Playtime. Okay. Now He made more than two movies. He made six. There you are. Yeah. That'll do you. Um, but this movie, well, let me tell you. First of all, what this movie is about. We're getting nowhere with this. No, I'm trying to tell you. You're doing your best. <laughs> I am doing my best. God bless you. In the movie, in yes. the first 10 minutes, you see him. In- I love what you're wearing today, I must say, what is by it? the way. What do Tim- you like? What part of it? Yes. I can't believe you got the tinfoil to fit around your balls. <laughs> that's the hardest part about tinfoil. You know why? Because when I microwave, mm. I've been told that's... That's no, how you get prostate cancer. That's not correct, but okay. <laughs> so I figure, put foil on it? No, but I, I love that you've come as a tin man. Yeah, well, I, it's not intentional. I'm not here as a tin man. I'm, I'm thinking of safety. This is a health and safety factor. Mm. Yeah? Because if I go out in the sun, mm. I'm protected. You're going to burst into flames if you go out in the sun dressed like <laughs> that's that. That's true. I am probably going to blind other people. Yes. But that's all right. No, that's fine. So, playtime. Yeah. So, um, for the first 10 minutes, you see there's lots of things going on there. You know, people are coming out of airports and stuff like that and people in the city. And you see him walk through occasionally. Yeah. So, you get all excited. Oh, there he is. It's going to be about him. And then it, it's not him. Yeah. It's like another guy that's dressed like him. So, he keeps giving you these little snippets of, of you know, little teasers. Yeah. And then eventually he turns up and he's going for a job. So he walks into this big glass building and tries to meet with the, the guy who's going to interview him. And the guy's like... a big glass m- building. Yeah. Mm. You know, all, all covered... Don't throw stones. Don't throw stones, correct. So he keeps uh, trying to catch up with this guy who's going to give him a job and he goes up on the next floor and everything. And so he goes right up on the top of the top floor, right? Now listen, this is important. And from the top floor, he looks down and there's like a big maze of um, officers... You know, little cubicles, but it does look like a, a, a rat maze that they, you know, do in science and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, he sees the guy who's hiring him, so he rushes down the, to get him. And they run through the maze and they never meet up and there's all these things that happen. And that maze he had built at great expense. Yeah. Cost a fortune. Basically blew the budget of the film. Uh, so he had to put his own money into the film. Yeah. Right. So then it transfers to the you know the street and he meets this guy who's his friend from the army and he says come with me tonight to this nightclub 
So they go to this nightclub. Now, the next seg- big segment of the movie is like a cast of 200 people in this nightclub that has just opened mm-hmm. and they serve food and stuff. Um, and for example, there's a couple who order the fish and the fish is getting cooked in front of them. Mm. And then the waiter gets called away. So then later on, another waiter will come up and start recooking the fish. And he goes away and then another waiter comes up. and So, so there's these reoccurring segments go throughout this whole film. This film is just a work of art. It is truly magnificent. Oh, I love this So you movie. can see why he's been propelled to in, in people's opinions it's in, the, spectacular. in the movie industry. In, but I will tell you this. If I showed it to nearly anyone, mm. I think they would hate it. Oh. It's very slow and very disjointed. And so is Tony. <laughs> he might get it. Maybe, maybe. I think you would enjoy it. Mm. Uh, why? But I'm not sure that a lot of people would. Uh, by the way, it sent him bankrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. To pull to his that. money into it. Things are expensive in France. What's the saying? Don't put your own money in your own. Don't put your own money into the show. That's right. That's what they say. From the movie. But it's easily... The producers. Yeah, easily voted one of the greatest movies of all time. And by the way, Mr. Bean would never have happened if it wasn't for Mr. Julio, because he loves him. He, he's based his work on Mr. Hmm. Julio. Yeah. So I don't know if, even if you can get it anymore. I, I had a lucky, Luckily, I found a DVD shop where I had it. And uh, if you can get it on any way, I don't know how you'll find it. Maybe on YouTube, but certainly you can find clips from YouTube. But it's spectacular. Just one of my favourite top movies of all time. Mm, beautiful. There That's a nice wrap, Ken. Thank you. I really loved it so much. Um, now, we're coming to the end of the show. Now, do we even dare? Do we even dare play Dire Straits, considering we've I've given them so little airtime? I suppose yeah. we should. We get paid to do it. So I suppose yeah, right. we, And we get paid to do it by uh, our three sponsors. First of all, we have the old bloody... Uh, Put on your dinner suit. Andre, we have Andre. Uh, his CD is still selling at a rapid rate of one every four weeks, so please continue to buy them. Put on your dinner suit. Don't forget the spats if you want to be heated or cool. Or you can go to Tony Katz because that's the wrong jingle. Tony Katz, how good is he going? He's going great. He loves watermelon. I love watermelon. He loves it. Can't get enough of it. So if you want to get him over to your house, don't share a watermelon with him. Look up the usual way of seeing him as we've put on the uh, podcast many times. There is also uh, his phone number on our podcast. Please go and see him. And don't forget to go and see... If you need a balloon... Sean O'Kelly, balloon decor. Unbelievably... They're good people. He's working so hard you know what the they? You know why they're good? Because why? they support this, you know, this edgy, strange thing that we do. Mm-hmm. They believe in us. They do. I think that's lovely. Which is more than we do. I don't believe in you. No, I have no idea how it's still going. Yeah. I can barely get out of bed on, well, on the day we Well, you know, it's like me believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. You so did my parents. True. So every Christmas, I got fuck all. <laughs> so, by the Same way, as this Christmas, I'm going to get fuck all from you. Don't, don't, don't get say nothing. that. Yeah, but you get a big present for your birthday. Yeah, better, that. How many presents have you got? Well, I've got a lot. That's true. But you know the secret to getting presents? What's that? Not asking for it. I'm not asking for anything. Oh, I think you're begging. No, I'm not. <laughs> Sounds like you are. I don't care what you when want. When you hear this back, you go, yeah, cash. I wasn't. Cash is king. Cash. Cash, <laughs> no, no cash, cash here. For me, buddy. Cash, no. No. Well, there's no cash in the house. You're anymore. not a rich man. Well, the cash, the cash is all gone. COVID took it. I tried to take my Johnny Cash records back <laughs> yes. to the record shop. They said, cash not accepted. <laughs> Damn. Oh, by the way, 
you know, last week I went to uh, uh, Queensland to do a gig. You know I that. know that, yes. yes. Uh, I got on the plane. How did I, that work up there? Because you were working for the uh, multiple personality <laughs> disorders and it took forever to fill out the name tags. Yes. <laughs> so, I got on the plane. Now, I did not know this. You probably know this because you do a lot of flying. There's no cash. It's a cashless society these days. It certainly is. Who no, did you fly with? Uh, Jetstar. Shitstar, as you like to call it. Hmm. Uh, and the lady came up to me. I had my headphones on watching a movie. Like a person. Yeah. And she said, tap me on the shoulder. Do you want to buy something? Hmm. What do you got? Yeah. Well, they had the code. Have you got them in a 34? <laughs> yes. Was, Where's the changing she room? Was, she was modeling. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely pair I'd like to buy these moleskins. Yes. <laughs> moleskins. Yes. Uh, so I said, all right, well, I'll have the coffee and cake. Ooh. Five dollars. The special. Yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. Five dollars. Reasonable, I thought. Coffee and cake for five dollars. Yeah. How do you get that? It's on special. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you want. Marked down food. That's <laughs> true. Yes. So, uh, in small in small uh, doses. Letters, read read used by yeah. that. Yeah. So I said sure. So I pull out five dollars, mm. and she goes, "We don't take cash." No. And I'm I'm sorry, but I said, "How long has this been going on? Why, you know." She wouldn't tell me why. And then I realized, of course, COVID. I understand that. So I don't feel bad about that. So I said, that's all right. I've got a card. I have a card on my phone. I do not have a physical card. I have the tap. I understand. Tippy tap. Tippy tap. Yes. That should have been their, that should have been their um, ad campaign. Don't use cash. Tippy tap. They should have used that. Yes. So she goes, no, we don't take that. We don't do the... the Tippy tap. Yeah. I said, Do you know why? Because you don't have phone coverage in the sky. Oh, is that why? That's why. Oh, because Tippy Tap has to have a, you know, like an ability to go back to your bank account and, oh, yeah. and they hear the teller laughing through the oh, phone. Yeah. At this stage, I was getting a bit angry. Yeah. I said, fair Were enough. Were you terse? Fair enough. No, no, I, I, I resolved my... Did you have lips like string? No, my anger was con- controlled. How was Vicky's ear at this stage? Yeah, Vicky wasn't there. I went up on my own. Yeah. How do so, you figure that? Well, it's, uh, can I tell you off air why? <laughs> but... but um, this is because I did the gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Um, so. Oh, she came and joined you after the show. Correct. So what I did, I said, that's all right. I have a debit card. She said, we don't do debit cards. I said, why? And she said, it's got to have the little, you know, the gold thing. I know the thing. I said, it's got a gold thing on it. It's got my credit card linked to it. I gave it to her and it wouldn't work. She said, I told you we don't take it, right? Quite rude. So you know what I did? I put my hand up to her and said, goodbye. And put my headphones back on. And Vicky was astounded I was so rude to her. But you said Vicky wasn't with you? No, but when I told her. Your story's not making but sense. <laughs> it doesn't it's hold water. horrible, Marty. All I want was coffee and cake. Take your own coffee and cake. Yeah. Little thermos and a little, and a little um, you know, those little plastic. Yeah, some Tupperware with a lovely bit of carrot cake. I love carrot cake. I hate carrot cake. Like I cooked carrot? it one time. Yeah. They should tell you you've got to cut the carrot off. <laughs> cut the end, the green bit. I thought it was a handle. <laughs> How do you feel about banana cake? I like banana cake too. I like banana cake. I'm a big yeah. fan of banana cake. We'll not get banana cake when we go to lunch. It's a little fattening. <laughs> I'll get a smaller bit for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, right. um, is that it? Have you know, Tim, they've got um, half the calorie Tim Tams now. Have they? Yeah. So I bought two packets. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Good. <laughs> Fix them up. Yes, let's go. All right, here's, here's, uh, here's, the out, here's the outro. We're gone. No dire straits. Oh, hang on. No, stop. 
to Sons of the Sunbury, starring Ken Murdoch as the role of Ken Murdoch and the accountant who doesn't come around very much anymore, uh, Marty Fields as Marty Fields, Hello. and oh, there he is, and a couple of other characters, Punja Papadam and his sing sitter, Fatso McGee. Say hello, Fatso. Hello, Fatso. Oh, you rip tickler. And we'd like to thank our sponsors, Tony Katz from um, Hillside Heating, Cooling, and other shit. And um, Balloon Decor for all your balloon decor needs. And and um, and um, the, 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 the guy, the Andre guy, uh, the squeezing and the easiness. And uh, yes, you must buy everything from them. And, and anyway, thank you for listening and it really means a lot to us. And if you don't listen, they beat me. Thank you.